Hello, friends, and welcome back to the podcast. This is the JRPG Report, episode 141. My name is James Fisher, and let me be the first, or perhaps the last, to say to you, Happy Thanksgiving! Uh, we're actually doing this recording on Thanksgiving Day. Uh, that's about the only time I could uh, uh, find during these uh, busy past couple weeks. Uh, things are always hectic at this time of year. And I thought, what better way than to hide from the family for a little bit and come and talk to you guys. We've got an awesome podcast for you guys today. Um, it's been two weeks since our last one. As things just were a little too crazy to try to put something out. And I'll be honest, there wasn't really a whole lot to talk about. But we've got plenty today. I think I've got 25 uh, tabs open on the old computer to uh, to reference today. And uh, hopefully you'll get... Um, Get some fun out of it. Um, like I said, it, you know, it is Thanksgiving here in America, and I guess across the whole world, as other countries do celebrate as well. But I hope you are having a fantastic day, no matter what day you are choosing to listen to this podcast. And I do appreciate each and every one of you guys. Um, let's start off with a bit of a surprise announcement. This uh, this popped out on uh, about three days ago on the twenty third. And that is a sequel to The World Ends With You called Neo, The World Ends With You. It will launch in summer 2021 worldwide. Square Enix has that goal in mind uh, with this new title. Here is an overview of the game. Uh, Neo, The World Ends With You, is the follow-up to the hit action role-playing game, The World Ends With You. Uh... It transports players to the streets of Shibuya, where they will take part in the, quote, Reaper's Game, end quote, a life-or-death battle for survival. Players will take on the role of Horindo as they explore the heart of Tokyo to uncover the mysteries behind the sinister game in which they have been forced to take part. Neo, The World Ends With You, brings a recreation of modern Shibuya to life in a unique and comic-inspired style. Players can explore and enjoy the sights, sounds, and culture of this bustling city, fight monsters alongside their ally companions in fast-paced action battles, and complete missions as they seek to change fate. To change the fate, they have been handed. There is an um, opening announcement trailer that went along with this. You can check that out. Over on the YouTube channel, there's a couple images that went along with it, too. You can see those in the link on our Facebook and or Twitter pages. Not a whole lot. I think there was only about five or six of them that uh, that came out. doesn't show a ton of things, but does show you kind of run around and won the battle screens as well. It very much looks like a worthy successor to The World Ends With You. And um, let's see. No, no, it did not... I don't think it said what system says this is coming. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. For PlayStation 4 and Switch, this will come out. And again, it's summer 2021 worldwide. Uh, remember, they are doing the animation as well for this that's coming out uh, actually in April of this year. I believe well, we've got a story on that coming up here in a moment. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, I kind of didn't see this one coming, I'll be honest with you. I know there's been probably a lot of clamoring for this game for a long time. It's all that re-release on mobile and uh, Switch platforms not long ago, so maybe that kind of tested the waters, and they thought, hey, why not? But 
usually then Square Enix is very guilty of this. You get this announcement trailer and then you've got a couple years before the game comes out. But, you know, this is the announcement in November and the game is coming out in uh, less than a year from now in the summer. So kudos to them for finally uh, kind of getting over that. I mean, obviously with your big, big titles, it's a little bit different. But, uh, you know, with, quote, smaller ones like this one, end quote, this is more of an acceptable uh, time range. So, yeah, check that stuff out over there. Yeah, okay, here's the, the World of the Emanation begins airing in April 2021. Um, there was a new trailer that went along for it, the second official trailer. It features the opening theme song, Teenage City Riots, by the Japanese hip-hop and funk band Ally, or Ali, I'm not sure how you say it, A-L-I, Never know how they <laughs> pronounce it over in Japan. So kind of tying tying it in with the animation coming out in April that they will be doing a new game for you, World Ends With You fans. So if you're excited about it, let us know. Comment on the uh, YouTube video. That would be awesome. Let me know how you're looking forward to this one or on our uh, like I said, Facebook or Twitter pages will have that story as well as all the stories and movies that we talk about in today's episode. Of course, I'm so thankful for all you guys tuning in uh, and listening each and every week. Well, when we do it every week uh, to this uh, weekly JRPG news podcast. I'm also thankful that I waited till today as uh, we had two things come out from uh, Today Rise at 2. And we got a third trailer for Disgaea 6 Defiance of Destiny, as well as a slew of uh, new images and information. So uh, tons of screenshots to go over. I will um, attempt to start to download these pretty soon and then put them into a little slideshow for you guys. Probably looking around Saturday before I really got time to... Uh, to handle that kind of project there's there's a ton of them as there usually are um so they there are two new characters that they talk about M melodia i guess and uh Pioria. they are there's also new generic characters um returning generic characters a new juice bar and demerit points system so let's kind of break these down uh first is melodia she is a princess who dreams of Wonderful love. She is eagerly anticipating her happily ever after. She loves to sing and always tries to do so when the opportunity arises. She is from the musical worlds. This is one of the various worlds that Zed will visit in his travels. It is a musical world <laughs> with lovely flower fields. And of course has Melodia, the princess, anticipating her happily ever after. After seems to be waiting for her prince. The next character is Pioria. That's how you say it. She is the leader of the Rainbow Squadron Prism Rangers. Our goal, our hero who crossed dimensions as the squadron's first female leader, it is her goal to restore their ratings because she is in television world. This is the this is the world of television programming. The second generation of the hero Prism Red seems to play an active role role here um so that's <laughs> that's kind of crazy um there are now uh skill shop special skills and evil tees evil tees are character specific abilities that remain in effect as long as certain conditions are met there are two types of evil tees unique that are specific to characters and common which can be swapped 
in and out. There's also special skills, of course. They consist of various skills such as attack and recovery that are required to spend SP while in battle. Uh, some special skills are like fire, uh, which self-explanatory, uh, fire body, which will increase your resistance to fire, as well as zombie revival. And uh, so, you know, that's kind of Zed's special ability. Uh, every time he comes back, he gets a little bit stronger. But uh, you can, with zombie revival, you can resurrect character on the base panel after death. Can only be used once per stage. Uh, this is a common evality that only Zed can learn naturally, but other characters can learn it by creating a book of secrets at the skill shop. Yeah, so yeah, his special unique ability for Zed is super reincarnation qualified um, and increases damage plus 1% for every super reincarnation. You can do that a maximum of 200% increase. He also has Thunder Rush, which is a wind-type special skill that creates lightning and knocks back the enemy. A knockback effect pushes the attacked enemy back. And uh, we've also got special skills and abilities for Megaline. I guess how you say her name. Her unique... <laughs> These are some tongue-twister names. Her unique evality is Magical Girl, which increases special target attack power by 50% when equipped... By with a staff, she has the common evality of Lamp of Life. If you do not have enough SP to use a special skill, you can spend HP instead. And she has a special skill of Pretty Spildner, Magical Girl Evelyn <laughs> Magdalene, uh, arrives to strengthen all stats for three turns. You've also got some information about the special skills for uh, Melodia, the new character. She has the Heroine Spirit, which increases damage dealt by an ally male character on the map by 20%. And uh, she has the special skill of Frozen Step, a water-type magic special skill, in which she attacks the enemy while singing and dancing. She can attack multiple spaces in front of her. Uh, Pyoria has... So she definitely has kind of like a Power Ranger feel to her. And uh, her special skill is Prism Dynamite. And she is a special skill where she becomes the five Prism Rangers and bombs the enemies, attacks all enemies in front of her at once. Pretty uh, pretty crazy stuff. Uh, <laughs> I love the Power Ranger vibe. That's really cool. Uh, there is a new system called the Juice Bar, which allows you to distribute experience points and such to allies that did not participate in battle, which is a new system for this game, you can also distribute mana, which is required to use various base facilities and extract, which increases stats. And the new demerit points have been added to character stats. By completing predetermined objectives, you can obtain karma and the like to strengthen your characters. Uh, new generic characters include uh, Evil Eye, who is kind of a giant cow-looking female character with huge horns. And Clawed Shell, which you might guess is a giant crab dude, like giant crab dude. <laughs> Pretty cool. And of course, it would not be the sky without the Prinnies. They are the peon demons of the netherworld, destined to explode when thrown. Actually, they are sometimes even the protagonist of the game. You've got zombies, you've got sea angels, dragons, and a succubus character. They've got horsemen. 
and a winged warrior as well. You can check out that third new trailer right now on our YouTube channel. And like I said, I'll put these uh, slew of images together and put out a slideshow sometime this weekend for you guys to check out. Of course, this guy is six. Defiance of Destiny is due out for PlayStation 4 and Switch. Uh, not too much longer in Japan than January 28th of 2021, and we will get it sometime for the Switch in summer 2021 in North America and Europe. Still not um, nailed down that this is coming out for PlayStation 4 outside of Japan. I, I'm just kind of shrugging right now because I don't understand that. Um, it doesn't make any sense whatsoever not to bring this one out for ps4 as well and hopefully by the time this gets closer to the summer they will change that because um as i mentioned before the reaction to this game is not all positive and i can only imagine <laughs> the the fans that are actually happy and want to play this game if you do not bring this out for ps4 as well as switch in the west you may run the risk of alienating what <laughs> what true fans you've got left that that uh, are willing to buy this game no matter what they may feel one way or the other about it. So hopefully, yeah, they get that all worked out by the time we get closer to next summer. Still no anchor ads for you guys to have to listen to this week. They've not put anything else new out there. So we're going to continue our drive for listener support now through the end of the year, through Christmas. Um... Uh, so I have had one very generous um, individual step up, and so his support basically will nullify the the anchor ads, right? So then even if those come back, I don't need to read those anymore because uh, this person is awesome. So what I kind of need from you guys is, let's say, 10 more people sign up for 2 bucks a month. I know, quick math, it's 20 bucks a month. It doesn't sound like a whole lot, but that would be more than enough for me to say, okay, I don't need to go out and search for sponsors. So if a few of you guys will step up to the plate and uh, check the link in the, in the episode, there's links to, you can do it through Anchor or you can do it through Patreon. Like I said, if a couple bucks a month and that'd be more than enough for me not to search out ads I won't have to <laughs> do this every week, uh, ask for uh, for your donations, and we won't need to listen to ads for products that you probably don't care about in the first place, and I don't care about, I won't have to read it, but I do need to make at least a few bucks to uh, justify all the time put into it. It makes it a lot easier to sell to the wife each time I need to hide in my office for a couple hours. So yeah, if you guys will do that, that will... We won't need to listen to ads from other companies and such. Uh, the, yeah, Atelier Riza. So there was a article that came out. Um, it was right after we went, went live last time. But uh, there is some new, just a new video that you want to check out all on YouTube taught, uh, for gameplay as well as photo mode, pony raising, and the Atelier decoration features. You can check that out over there. I really don't need to go into too much detail. They're kind of self-explanatory. Um, just today, there was a new live stream that went out in Japan. And I just uploaded the new 
trailer for it, it was the prologue movie. So that kind of gets you up to date on the, some of the events that happened in the last one. Getting you ready for this video. Um, they did detail some of the updates that are coming out. Uh, this is for the... Uh, well, yeah. So here's the new updates. There's a photo mode expansion. You can place monsters. A uh, new high-difficulty legend mode is going to be added to it. This is in Japan. Obviously, we'll get these when it comes out over here. Um, in late January over there will be a new uh, free update number two, a new photo mode special update with dedicated motions and frames added, and the Atelier series background music passed. That's really cool. Enjoy background music from previous Atelier and Gust titles. So there's going to be some other uh, special tie-ins with other games, but I don't even know if these are over here or not, so we won't get into that. Now, part of that live stream, and I will be uploading this one uh, either later today or, or sometime soon, is uh, 13 minutes of Switch gameplay. So if you're getting uh, this title for the Switch in particular... Uh, there'll be 13 minutes of gameplay that I'll upload for you to check out on YouTube. As you all know, pretty much any game, there are going to be some differences in performance between PlayStation 4, well, especially with PlayStation 5 version of this uh, this game, and then the the Switch version. I mean, just it's just not as powerful. There's no... Nintendo is able to do amazing things with its little uh, hybrid system, but... There's just not as much space. It it would be physically impossible for it to be as powerful. And that's okay, because what they do, they do quite well with it. So yeah, looking forward to Atelier Riza. Uh, I've kind of previewed this on my live streams at night when I'm playing as I'm playing through Cold Steel 4. Um, I'm about <laughs> I'd say I'm about halfway through, if I'm lucky, depending on how long everything kind of drags out for. I'm going to be picking up uh, Ryza 2 when it comes out in January. That's kind of my next plan. I know that's going to be the next thing that I'll live stream when I pick it up. And it kind of will just depend on in between uh, those two <laughs> those two games how much time there is. I, I don't anticipate it's going to be much. The way I'm playing about two hours a night of Cold Steel 4, it's going to take me a while. I think Jake said that it was a solid 130 hours. It took him to beat. So, yeah, I got some time left. So if you guys are uh, interested in checking out the live stream, we're doing that at usually about 10 o'clock at night to midnight, sometimes a little later, sometimes runs a little bit later. I didn't have to get up this morning, so I played until about 1. But we're, we're having a lot of fun uh, live streaming, and uh, we've got a little community that shows up over there pretty, most nights. And uh, if nothing else, you can uh, join the conversation and uh, talk about JRPGs. Doesn't have to be Cold Steel, but you know it will. <laughs> You'll have maybe some things ruined by watching the live stream. But we're having a lot of fun over there, and I appreciate everybody who shows up over there to watch each night. So this is an interesting story, and I'm going to report this, but anything can and may change with this. So. About a week ago, we got a story come out that there may be, or there, well, there is, um, on a website called Toy or Game. They have a listing for Persona 5 Scramble, the Phantom Strikers. This is an Asian retailer um, showing an English uh, release for the game coming on February the 23rd 
of 2021. Now, not gotten any confirmation other than this website showing it. It is worth noting that um, this is an English release for Southeastern Asia territories published by Sega. However, the previous um, listing for Persona 5 Royal on this site launched in English and Southwest Asia on the same day it launched worldwide. Now, this is not um, this has not been dubbed. So this is going to be kind of like uh, Tilia Raza, right? There's going to be just English translation for the text. All the spoken language is still going to be in Japanese. Obviously, it's a much uh, cheaper endeavor not to have uh, full voiceover support, just uh, having to read. Now, this is you know more of an action-oriented game. There is some story to it, so maybe there's not as much need for all those voiceover. Maybe they couldn't get all the people in in there to do that. In the, anyway, now, remember, a little while ago, we had that financial report from Sega that did not have this game on there. And now we have this conflicting report. It's kind of hard to know what is going on with this one. I would really like to have a firm confirmation from Sega and Atlas on this. We just don't have that right now, so I'm just kind of reporting what's going on out there. This is the ultimate wishful thinking that this is a real thing. Oh, I would love to have voice acting for the game. I would much rather have it <laughs> without voice acting than not have it at all, right? Um, this is a listing for both PlayStation 4 and Switch, by the way, uh, which is interesting as well, considering Persona 5 is not on the switch um, in the West. That's there's a lot of interesting stuff going on here. Like I said, I don't really know which way to go with it. I'm just kind of reporting it and really hoping that this is a thing that seems awful soon considering all things, but since they're only doing text, maybe it doesn't take as long, obviously. So we'll, we'll probably find out a little bit more about this pretty soon. And as soon as I do, of course, I will report it to you guys, but until then, just kind of, we'll just kind of keep our fingers crossed that this is, in fact, something coming our way. If you've not already, don't forget, give us a like on Facebook, follow us on Twitter. You'll get all the stories that we talk about directly to you each and every day as they kind of happen or as I kind of catch up on things. And please, please, please give us a subscription. Over on YouTube, we're getting closer and closer. I think we're about 550 right now. I'm trying to get to that magic thousand, thousand <laughs> uh, subscriber mark and have YouTube recognize us a little more officially. Um, speaking of Persona, there is a new um, figure that you guys may want to add to your collection. A good smile company is bringing back uh, Makoto. She is getting her own, is it Bring Arts? Is that what this is? Um, well, I can't find it. What exactly what it is, but it looks really sweet. Um, <laughs> let's see if we can get a price on it. Oh yeah, she'll show up in Japan in June, and in North America we'll get it in July of 2021, and it will go for sixty-five dollars and ninety-nine cents. So this is from the Good Smile Company, and they do all kinds of fantastic work. Um, 
They're Figma characters. That's that's what they call them. Uh, there are so Joker, Fataba, and Goro ones available already on Haru and Riju. Riju. <laughs> Uh, in their Phantom Thief attire are available already. So yeah, we're finally getting our queen to join our collection. It's a little expensive for my price point, but they are definitely worth it. These are high high quality figures. So yeah, if you're looking forward to completing your collection, you can do so in next July. Uh, there's a bunch of information out there uh final fantasy 14 uh the new patch 5.4 they saying this is the largest content update patch yet for Shadowbringers. um it's expected sometime in early december and um so no not a firm release date on that yet uh Trying to read through here. What? Well, they're just saying it's got a lot of content in it. One of the things I know is going to be uh, they're going to have a version of Emerald Weapon from Final Fantasy VII is going to be making an appearance in Patch 5.4, and he look or it looks absolutely terrifying. Uh, there are also Resistance Weapon Quest, Save the Queen, Pass to Rest, a new large scale battle, uh, Deliverum Regane. I don't know. I don't want to say this. The Blue Mage update will be in there as well. It will raise the level cap to 70, introduce new job-specific quests and equipment. So this is just a little bit of it. I'm sure there's some more stuff out there that is coming, and that is sometime in December you'll get that patch and add a whole bunch of content to Final Fantasy XIV. At the end of the podcast, we're going to go over um, of course, it's it's Turkey Day, but uh, Turkey Day is amazing. It's probably my favorite holiday. I don't know if I've shared that with you guys before. Um, this year's a little different because the day after is always referred to as Black Friday, and that's when people lose their minds to get up at 5 in the morning to go buy a television. It even bled over into Thanksgiving here, at least in the United States, where people would go out. Thanksgiving night and spend gobbles of money that they didn't have. <laughs> However, this year, most of these events and um, sales are going online. And so I've got uh, uh, some sale details to go over with you guys. Some of the best that are out there as well as um, just other things to take into consideration that you may want to uh, take advantage of while they're on on sale. Uh, the new action RPG Maglem Lord will launch for PlayStation 4 and Switch on March 18th, 2021 in Japan. Publishers, uh, well, uh, D3 publisher and developer Felestia announced. This was back in the uh, November 26th issue of Weekly Famitsu. Uh, there was a new trailer that came out for it. Uh, no, it's not a trailer. It's the opening movie. And so kind of in conjunction with that, they got the new movie. You can check that out on our YouTube channel later. I don't have that. <laughs> I don't want to have that one up just yet, but I shall. Uh, it features the theme song Boundary. Well, that's pretty cool. So yeah, still no word on a Western release for this one yet, but uh, as soon as I hear something, I will let you know. 
coming up on December 19th will be an official broadcast for Fancy Star Online 2 New Genesis. This will be a follow-up from their Tokyo Game Show Online broadcast. Uh, it will feature new information and uh, a follow-up. <laughs> As they said, uh, New Genesis is due out in 2021 for Xbox Series X, Xbox One, and PC in North America. Uh, still uh, shunting PlayStation 4 and Switch owners that get it in Japan. Western audience is not so lucky. Uh, again, that's uh, December 19th. This is a Japanese broadcast, so you'd have to get up at uh, 6.30 in the morning here in America on the East Coast, or you could just stay up if you're on the West Coast till 3.30 in the morning. Seems like you could just watch it maybe later when you wake up. It'll be on YouTube, surely. Um, if you've been looking forward to a new Ark the Lad game, old old school players, you're getting one, but it's probably not what you're really hoping for. Um, and at least it's coming to the West. So Boltrin to Games will release the ForwardWorks developed Ark the Lad R for iOS and Android devices worldwide. Um, yeah. <laughs> there is a Android-only closed beta, which is going on right now in Canada, New Zealand, Australia, Singapore, and Malaysia. All data will be wiped following the test. Here's an overview of this game. The Art the Lad series debuted in 1995, and Art the Lad R is set in a world after Art the Lad 2, 10 years after the great disaster that saw the loss of half the world's civilization. Ark the Lad R will follow the story from the perspective of a young man named Halt from the Vigilante Corpse of Milmana. Ark the Lad R first launched in August of 2018 in Japan. It's coming west, and it... I want to say it looks like a gacha game, but it definitely has those elements to it. It's mobile. Um, at least it follows the story from the series, right? I don't know. I, I don't want to speculate. I did not play these games uh, growing up, um, but I know it's held in high esteem by a lot of a lot of old school fans, and it's just kind of like, eh, it's kind of a shame that uh, they finally do get a new game, and it's going to be. So I know I promised you guys a Sunday special, and we will finally have one uh, this weekend. I promise. I've just been slacking. And just not enough time to do it. So we're going to have the Trails of Cold Steel 4 Twilight Resonance soundtrack. It is 15 tracks long. And you'll get to look forward to that this Sunday. Um, back to the news. We've got two things from uh, GoGo5 Gingen Game Neptune Reverse. So there are... <laughs> Two things that popped out for it. A second trailer, which you can check out on our YouTube channel. The game is due out December 17th in Japan. Uh, so if you want to check that out, you can. Uh, along with that, there is some new gameplay video that came out. Um, they released... Well, I don't know if they did this or not, but uh, from my source here on Ngamatsu, there was, I think, six... 
or seven. No, there was more than that. There was a bunch of them. It ended up being about 10 minutes of uh, gameplay from the game in, let's just say, several different trailers. And I thought, hey, I got editing software. <laughs> Let me just get all these videos and put them into one. So if you want to watch all those videos in one spot without having to click links and go all over the place, you can do that on our YouTube channel. Um, the game looks good, right? I just, <laughs> I'm not seeing PlayStation 5 when I see these images. It looks like a clean PlayStation 3 game really with without the jaggies um you would you would not even bet an eye just say oh yeah it's a ps4 game but no it's a and it is a ps4 game that's just it it is a remaster of that coming out for playstation 5 i still would love to play this game i do enjoy those titles so i am hoping this one comes to the west i'm just kind of prefacing that so that you're not going to be like oh my gosh what <laughs> Why is this game coming out for PlayStation 5? It does not not really look all that um all that impressive. <laughs> and I can't really I can't really argue with you on that one. Uh starting on December the 3rd, if you are still playing Monster Hunter World, um there is going to be a limited time event quest. For Monster Hunter World Iceborne, which is inspired by the movie that's coming out the next day on December 4th, which is just called Monster Hunter. It's got Mila Jovovich in it. You've probably seen a few things for it. So I believe you're going to be able to play as Artemis from the new movie in two special single-player event quests. Um, that's That's pretty cool. There's a new trailer that kind of shows everything in action. A good way to have a um, ev movie based off the game. Now you're going to have... At least it's not a whole game, right? Like, I think we're finally past those days of the uh, movie... Or, yeah, movie-inspired games coming out. So these are just a couple levels that are thrown in there for you uh, for free for a limited time. Pretty cool stuff. Um, actually, it's it. Oh, for a limited time, it's going to be a year. So you've got a year to to play these ones. Um, the I'll tell you, the in-game model of it looks pretty good. Um, very, I'm going to say it's a very Resident Evil-inspired look to her, which makes sense since she also starred in the Resident Evil movie. So Capcom is certainly getting their money's worth with uh, Mila for sure. Uh, there are is a really cool uh, event going on, and I I don't know how this is going to be accomplished, uh, what restrictions are going to be in place, obviously, uh, many, but uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake Orchestra Tour, uh, they've got some new dates. The concerts are going to be held physically in Tokyo and Osaka in February and April, respectively. Um, there's also... Announcements for a world tour. So um, they're originally planned to be worldwide, not <laughs> back in April uh, when the game actually came out. That was obviously not not possible. So I don't know what, you know, like I said, I don't know what kind of restrictions these are going to be going on. It obviously depends on what's going on 
in the world at that time. But so let's just look at the uh, U.S. dates. On March 6th, it's supposed to be coming to Los Angeles. I tell you, if this thing's going on, this is probably the closest one to me. So Atlanta is doing a concert on April 11th, a couple days before my birthday. I may try to convince uh, the wife that this is worth <laughs> worth going to. I imagine it would be amazing. Uh, going over to Paris in May, in London in June, back to Fort Worth, Texas on August the 27th. Chicago gets it on September 18th. Phoenix, September 24th. New York City, October 2nd. Toronto, October 9th. Denver on October 29th. And Boston on November 12th. These are all dates for 2021. The FF7 Remake Orchestra World Tour will include performances of music from the original game, from the video game. Um, Not the original, well, based off the original, obviously. So I, I had the most amazing time seeing um, Distant Worlds in person. I've actually been to two, uh, the smaller one and the, uh, the big full orchestra one. They are incredible. And I would love to go and see this. If in fact it does actually happen and, um, you can get in there and, I mean, if it's socially distant, there's really no reason why you can't do it. I mean, look at the uh, sporting events going on now. There's plenty of room <laughs> to spread everybody out, right? Recently, there was an interview with Kingdom Hearts series director Tetsuya Norma, Nomura in Dengeki Online that's commemorating the launch of Kingdom Hearts Melody of Memory. And there were some insights into the future of the Kingdom Hearts series, including a hypothetical new title for PlayStation 5 or Xbox series. Here are some of the key tidbits uh, from that interview. The story reached an end at Kingdom Hearts 3, but there are still some unsolved mysteries and characters. Quote, I intend to tie up remaining loose story ends, but also want to change the format a bit. I want to drastically change the world and tell a new story, but also tie up the loose ends. That's kind of what we wanted with Kingdom Hearts 3. And I think that's one of the reasons why it left me and and others kind of um, feeling a bit... I don't know, confused, uh, wanting it to, to wrap up. Uh, the second thing he said was, I don't think there will be any situations where you encounter Xehanort as the main story antagonist. Although the effects he had on the story remain, you can see that the story, you can see that in the story of Melody of Memory. Uh, here was, I believe the question is, how much do you plan ahead during development? For example, the idea of Roxas there during the development of the original Kingdom Hearts. His answer, typically I plan one sequel ahead of whatever I'm working on. When I was working on the original Kingdom Hearts, I was thinking about Chain of Memories. Kingdom Hearts 2 and Roxas, I was thinking of starting the game with a new protagonist, but didn't have a concrete vision at the time. Uh, the next question was wondering what type of game Kingdom Hearts would be for next generation consoles. And uh, his quote is, if... We make a Kingdom Hearts for next-gen consoles. It's going to be released after many other companies have already released their titles. So I believe we'd have to make something that could compete. Of course, that's only a hypothetical since we haven't announced there'll be a new title for those systems yet. 
And of course, they reiterate that 2022 will be the 20th anniversary of Kingdom Hearts. We're working to deliver good news, so I hope you'll keep an eye on us until then. Yeah, kind of ambiguous as always. And I mean, yeah, there's not been an announcement about a new Kingdom Hearts game. We all know one's coming. That's not anything. Uh, I think that's going to surprise anybody. It's kind of like he said, though. Uh, if let's just say that is that 20th anniversary, there's a game announced for 2022. They're going to be one to two years behind many amazing titles from other companies. I think that's what he's saying is they're going to need to have something that stands above it. That you know, like I you know I didn't love Kingdom Hearts three, but at least it looked fantastic, which is kind of what Square Enix does. Maybe you know. It's, the gameplay falters in certain areas or the story falls apart. It typically always looks really good. And so I, I'd imagine something is going to be announced maybe next year. And then we could possibly get a game as soon as 2022. That wouldn't be a terrible thing. I think I'm just kind of until I see something, obviously uh, motive memories is nothing I want to get into. It's not even a kingdom hearts true experience. It's just a, you know, musical game, but I, I'm kind of out on Kingdom Hearts for now. Maybe they can bring me back in, but uh, they got some work to do, to say the least. Got good news from Sega uh, the other day. They confirmed that it will soon update the global version of Fantasy Star Online 2 with content from Episode 6, the latest episode currently available on the original Japanese server of the online game. Um, episode 6 first launch in the Japanese version uh, back in May of 2019, um, so they're they're looking to get this a little more current. Um, episode five came out back in September 30th here in the West for Xbox systems, so and PC. Hopefully, they're getting closer and closer to getting this a little more concurrent. But at least it's uh, they're saying soon. <laughs> um, no firm. No firm release date on it. It will raise the player cap to level 95 while adding the ultra-hard difficulty level. That's always uh, always fun. It adds a couple more new summoner pets along with new stories, quests, enemies, and even more powerful weapons. Um, you'll, you'll have to go and check this out either on uh, Facebook or Twitter for this entire story. But Rune Factory 5 did detail new romance options. For the characters, uh, Fuka, Ludmilla, Morakumo, and Lucas, as well as new townspeople. So there's a ton of new information, or not information, but images to go along with this, as well as descriptions for these characters and townspeoples. They say you can become a member of the Guard and Go on an adventure with friends. Um... Oh, friends. Is there multiplayer? Um, I don't know. It doesn't say that. Maybe just friends in the town. That's kind of... You can take on requests and protect the town's peace. Improve your life through making. <laughs> that uses up seed points. You can do a variety of things to improve your life, such as hold a festival, acquire blacksmithing and cooking lessons, develop useful tools, and more. Room Factory 5 is due out for Switch on May 20th in Japan and in 2021 sometime in the West. Um, so 
We've been talking a while about the Legend of Heroes, Zero no Koseki and Eo no Koseki, otherwise known as the two Crossbell titles. And they're coming to Steam in Chinese and Korean, published by Clouded Leopard Entertainment. Um, that's obviously good news. They will support traditional Chinese and Korean language options with Japanese voiceovers for the game. Um, but still, no word on any type of English options for these titles. Um, it's it's frustrating. I gotta be honest. Um, these games are now available for PC and PlayStation 4 in Asia and with Asian options for language, but still not an English translation outside of the GeoFront um, work. And I just, I don't understand it. I really don't. Uh, Falcom has made a, a point to put, you know, the Trails in the Sky series over here, all the Cold Steel, but um, the one in the middle that kind of ties everything together. And uh, from what I understand, you know, uh, from what Jordan has played, it's it seems to be, not, vital is not the right word for it, but it does seem it helps you enjoy. So if you played these two Crossbell titles, your enjoyment in Cold Steel 3 would have been much more. And Cold Steel 4, if you played the Sky series, your enjoyment has been much, much more. I'm finding that out pretty much um, <laughs> every time I play it. There's some sort of nod. Obviously, the characters are showing back up. So... I wish I could have played these, and uh, perhaps in the future, if they'll ever announce it, I'd be more than happy to buy these on PlayStation 4. I really would, um, and Sky included, but that's just, I just don't know anymore. I'm, I'm, I'm not giving up hope, but I'm getting discouraged, <laughs> as they say, and that's, that's never a good thing. So, we've got some Black Friday sales going on. Uh, they've already started. Um, but there, I've shared all these with you guys. Um, but let's go first to the Good Smile Company. They launched a Black Friday sale, and it's going on right now. Discounts vary. A lot of them falling in that 10 to 20% range. But these things don't go on sale very often. So you'll want to go over and check out their website um, and see if there's any one that you want to add to your collection. I wish I could really do that. Um, but, there, I mean, there's a ton of these. And they're not just covering JRPGs, but kind of all anime and different games as well. Uh, but the big things that you're going to want to check out is both the PlayStation Store and the eShop have got some titles on sale. And let's go through these. Um, doo -doo 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 -doo. Okay, yeah, here's the PlayStation Store sale one. And we'll just kind of highlight some of the JRPGs that I can see on here, and I'll give you their... Sale price. So you got Ark of Alchemist for eight bucks. Uh, the first Atelier Rise is down to forty-two. That's it's pretty good. I wouldn't uh, want to scoff at that too much. Uh, you've got Code Vein Deluxe Edition uh, down to twenty-six thirty-nine, which is really weird because the standard version did not go on sale. I I don't know. <laughs> they might have missed on that one. Uh, Dragon Star Venar is down to fifteen. If you've not already picked it up, you can get Remake for 40 bucks. Can't beat that. Uh, Final Fantasy 
14 online complete edition is down to 30. No, maybe it's not as many JRPGs as I thought were on here. Persona 5 Royal, crazy price, $30. While it's, you know, digital, that's still a bunch of game for for not a whole lot of money. Uh, Sakura Wars is down to $30. And Sword Art Online Alistation Lycoris is down to $36. All these sales will go on through until December 1st. So not a lot of time. If you're looking at getting a hold of these, you'll want to do that pretty pretty soon as uh, they'll be going off sale pretty soon. I don't have a list here in front of me for the eShop ones, but I know they're doing a bunch of stuff that's on sale too. I know uh, Xenoblade Chronicles was on sale, so if you've not picked that one up, you can save yourself some money. Um, I'm sure there's a bunch of bunch of other ones, but yeah, this is, this is a perfect time to uh, save you some cash on some pretty amazing titles. That's it, guys. Uh, <laughs> I thought it'd be about an hour, a little bit under that. We tried to wrap up two weeks worth of information in an hour. I think we did a pretty decent job with it. There was a couple stories that might have fell through the cracks, but I didn't want to spend all day on Thanksgiving wrapped up in my office. That's just not cool. So we should be back next Thursday. I don't see any issue with that. Uh, kid will be back <laughs> in school, so <laughs> I won't have that as a... Uh, as an excuse not to do the podcast. Uh, but like I said, it kind of worked out because we would have had about a 12-minute podcast if uh, if we didn't. So we'll be back to normal next Thursday. Check out our Sunday special, that soundtrack, on uh, on this Sunday. And uh, we'll be back to normal next week. And if uh, go ahead. if you Also, if you've not done this already, give us a, a review or at least feel on, you know, give us five stars on that whatever listening platform you listen to it that definitely bumps us up the rankings so when somebody just types in you know jrpg into podcast or whatever there is we should be the first thing that pops up at least that's my hope and the more reviews especially positive that we have the more people can check us out if they are so inclined um and don't forget we got the list and the links right there for you guys if you would like to become a supporter of the podcast if you enjoy what you hear here each week if you enjoy the content that we're putting out, I consider giving us a, uh, a monetary subscription. I would greatly appreciate it, and I won't have to read annoying ads to you guys. Thank you so much. This has been episode 141, and again, let me wish you a very happy Thanksgiving and holiday season, and we'll see you guys again next week. Till then, get back out there and level up.